0: Now for Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN.
1: Scoops with Danny Mac, this is the Tuesday edition and welcome to the show 6578065780. And that is the text line. Always love hearing from you. And I appreciate the feedback that you give me. Always appreciate the feedback that you give me 65780 on the program Alex Ferrario you're going to hear from Craig Barubi just uh, momentarily and kind of give in uh, get into some of the headlines and what's happening here this morning and uh, that's what we do on scoops with Danny Mac it's just an hour-long program as we lead you into ribs and BK all right let's start with some baseball as we know the Pittsburgh series that has been canceled for the St. Louis Cardinals and then we got late uh, word yesterday the doubleheader with detroit that has been canceled so eduardo perez of espn baseball analyst was asked about all right where do we go from here and can we fit 55 games 45 days how do we evaluate the season how do we get games in how do we look at the st louis cardinals rest of baseball and trying to get to a competitive balance in this season
2: the one percentage is going to have to be used just like it was in 1981 and um, uh, which was another strike here and, and, and you're going to have to go with the win percentage now you're going to have to take care of the players as far as safety. Baseball two weeks off, they've only practiced twice in that time It's it's, it's I'm concerned with all the injuries that's going on all around baseball I'm concerned with, with the veteran players especially because those look like are the ones that are going down with soft tissue injuries. We saw Charlie Morton go down, we saw Scherzer go down um, on and on when it comes to the veteran guys and um, those are the guys that I'm concerned about at least on the mound, Adam Wainwright being one of them Um, so it's, it's just really interesting to see what Major League Baseball will do, what the St. Louis Cardinals organization will do also to protect the health of their players moving forward
1: Yeah, that's the concern right now. In particular, the pitchers. And we're seeing a rash of injuries. Enos Harris of The Athletic had a fascinating article a couple of days ago about the amount of pitchers that are being injured right now. Uh, We saw Mike Soroka go out with an Achilles so, it's not only the remainder of this season, but probably next year. You're seeing arm injuries, the soft tissue that Eduardo Perez talked about. Brad Thompson, my broadcast partner on Fox Sports Midwest, was my guest yesterday. And we talked about how creative that Mike Maddox, Mike Schilt will have to be if the Cardinals come back this weekend or next week, whatever the case may be. Are you going to have to piggyback guys? It probably won't be the standard five man rotation. What exactly do you do with that rotation? Is it seven, eight guys? Guys, piggyback system. What do you do with those starting pitchers?
0: Yeah, a lot of times it'll be predicated upon just a pitch count in general that they want to stay around, and then you'll use the eyeball test. But it could start out with two innings apiece. I mean, these guys haven't done anything uh, for a couple of weeks, and generally with a traditional piggyback, you have a couple of guys that are used to being starters. So a lot of times uh, during that, Dan, you know this, uh, you're going to have uh, if if a guy is going into his third inning and he gets Well, generally, you're not going to bring the other starter, your piggyback guy, in to clean up an inning that somebody else had. You'll have a a regular reliever there to be able to finish up the inning and then let somebody else piggyback. So it's going to be about piecing it together. It's going to be about guys being willing to kind of jump into different roles. Mentally, it's going to be different for a guy that's used to maybe hearing his name called... In the sixth or seventh, when the phone rings, to be ready in the third and fourth. You know, I, I think about, you know, there's a Gantt, is a guy like that. Gantt can give you multiple innings, but he might have to do it early. I mean, these are all things that are going to have to kind of be weaved in and out. But uh, as far as where the starting point looks for these piggybacks, Dan, as far as like innings or, or pitches, I don't think that we could even get a clear answer to what that looks like until we find out how long the Cardinals are off and what kind of stuff they're able to do before they actually play a game.
1: A real concern, Jack Flaherty. It'll be three weeks until he had pitched, which was opening day. That would be Friday. Cardinals will have played in only five games in the past three weeks. They have been on the field for five games a couple of workouts and that is going to be very tough to get those games in then you got to think about the innings that you got to get in Ponce de Leon was the last pitcher to make a start for the Cardinals so obviously pitching is of concern for St. Louis now college football Big Ten presidents expected to meet today at 9 30 St. Louis time considering pushing back the start of the football season to september 26 postponing it maybe until spring pack 12 leaders to meet today to vote on how to proceed with the season scott frost is the head football coach at nebraska
0: our university is committed to playing no matter what no matter what that looks like and how how that looks we want to play no matter who it is or where it is so we'll see how those chips fall we certainly hope it's in the big 10 if it isn't i think we're prepared to look for a other options
1: one of the things I give him credit for one of the things I do give him credit for and I gotta wonder who's leading these universities is it the football coaches or is it the presidents and we're about to find out here in the next 24 or 48 hours but I do give Scott Frost credit for saying this if we don't play we're going to lose 80 to 110 million dollars so at least somebody came out and said finally, This is a financial decision, too, where, yes, it's health and safety, which is and should be first and foremost. Our young athletes, student athletes, their health and well-being is number one, period, period. That should be number one. Yes. But finally, somebody said, you know what? You know what else is very important? We need to make money if we want to continue to do this. That's a reality of this, too, whether we like it or not. The St. Louis Blues will be on the ice tomorrow. It is Game One, the Stanley Cup First Round playoffs against Vancouver. Craig Berube sized up the matchup with the Vancouver Canucks.
3: Yeah, speed for sure. You know Peterson and Horvat and uh, Besser. They got a bunch of guys more than that, and they they got a great they got great speed in their team. And with Hughes on the back end, he's a real dynamic player. Of um, advancing that puck up the ice getting up the ice and then doing some real special things in the offensive zone at the blue line he's uh, one of the best in the league uh, back there um, doing some stuff in the offensive blue line and then like I said their goaltending has been real strong uh, we've had both goalies play against us and both of them played extremely well um, like I said they're a pretty well balanced team
1: very balanced team good speed Pretty good goaltending. Blues have great goaltending. We saw that even though they didn't win a game up in Edmonton, but their goaltending's been very good. We're going to talk about that, hear more from Craig Berube. Break it down. Alex Ferrario, he'll have the call coming up with Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale tomorrow night on 101 ESPN. We're going to break it down next on your Voice of the Blues 101 in just a moment.
0: More of what you want to hear, Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN.
1: Playoff hockey returns to 101 ESPN tomorrow night. Welcome back to Scoops with Danny Mac. Heard daily at 10 a.m. on 101 ESPN. In just a moment, I'll visit with Alex Ferrario. He'll be a part of the call on the pre and the post game show and the intermissions tomorrow night, 9:30. The Blues. And the Vancouver Canucks game one, as they'll drop the puck at 9:30. Craig Berube asked if the Blues are going to be a little bit more dialed in after not winning a game thus far in Edmonton.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think uh, you know we're we're gonna, fo- we're gonna we get the focus on one team, obviously Vancouver, and dial it in a little bit more. And I think you know the guys understand. You know they know now. You know you, you, you'll go home if you don't play well. <laughs> so. I think that's obviously, uh, you know, makes you dialed in a a little bit more. And I found today, uh, you know, it was an optional skate, but there's plenty of guys that went on the ice, and they're pretty focused.
1: The Blues winning the Stanley Cup a year ago, so experience a part of this go-around in 2020.
3: Yeah, speed for sure. You know, Peterson and Horvat and uh, besser they got a bunch of guys. More than that, and they, they got a great they got great speed in their team, and with Hughes on the back end, he's a real dynamic player. Uh, advancing that puck up the ice, getting up the ice, and then doing some real special things in the offensive zone at the blue line. He's uh, one of the best in the league uh, back there, um, doing some stuff in the offensive blue line. And then, like I said, their goaltending's been real strong. Uh, we've had both goalies play against us, and both of them played extremely well. Um, like I said they're a pretty well balanced team.
1: And clearly St. Louis a tough matchup going into this playoff round.
3: Well I think we understand what's at stake um, we've been there we've gone through it like our guys um, you know how hard you have to play what it takes um, you know another thing with experience I think is just handling the ups and downs of playoffs. Um, there's a lot of high, highs and lows during the game after the game depending on wins and losses and how you handle those um, you know going forward is, is important.
1: Let's bring in Alex Ferrario and he'll have the call on 101 ESPN coming up on Wednesday night again game one 930 the Blues and the Vancouver Canucks round one of the NHL playoffs and Alex always good to hear your voice and uh, what you bring to these broadcasts and we'll be doing this throughout the NHL playoffs Let's start with just your general thoughts, the matchup with the Blues and the Vancouver Canucks. How do you like how this matchup can either favor the Blues or not favor the Blues? What do you just think about the matchup in general?
4: Well, first thing, Dan, it's great to be on with you as always talking Blues hockey. I'll tell you this. I think out of the four teams that were set up for the first round of the playoffs, the Blues were set up for the best matchup with the Vancouver Canucks. And I say that just because Vancouver is a team that plays with speed. And I think when the blues get to their physical style, their intense style, their aggressive style of hockey, speed really runs into a brick wall, so to say with that, because you're you're not seeing guys get around the physicality as much. You're, You're seeing guys rely too much on their speed rather than the full team game. And I think that's where the blues usually have that advantage. So, With the Vancouver Canucks, I I really like the way that the Blues are set up. They're set up with depth. They're set up as a very strong, defensive-minded team. And I think the physicality that the Blues can present could really frustrate Vancouver. Now, with that being said, a lot of things are a little bit different now this year compared to last year um, with a couple of players not being there and then, of course, not really seeing their style Um, get up to the level that we wanted it to be at after these round-robin games. So by no means is this going to be an easy task. It's going to be a challenge, but I think out of the other three teams with Chicago, with the Calgary Flames, and with the Arizona Coyotes, I think this was the smartest matchup for Craig Berube and the Blues.
1: Any concern coming out of the the four games in Edmonton for the Blues and what you saw and, and not coming away with the win going into tomorrow night?
4: of concern is what I would throw out there, Dan. And I know a lot of people have been saying, boy, well, I'm a little panicked because these guys haven't scored goals or they're giving up a lot of goals. The way I look at it is, at the end of the day, you're getting into an elimination game and the opponent has to beat the Blues four of seven times. And to me, that's not an easy task. So am I concerned that the offense hasn't shown up yet? Because look, at the end of the day, you scored a total of six goals in three games. You had one power play goal against Colorado. You scored the four against Vegas. And then, of course, the Robert Thomas goal against the Dallas Stars. So that, to me, I'd like to see a little bit more of. And really fatigue set in in that third period in every game that they played. I mean, they entered the third period all three round-robin games with the lead and then they blew the lead and either lost it in regulation or in the shootout like they did against Dallas. So there are some things that need to be tightened up. There are some things that have not looked great. But overall, I think in a seven-game series, when the Blues are back into their rhythm, when the Blues are back to playing every other day or back-to-back in a sense, and when their backs are against the wall with elimination hockey, I think that's where the leadership, the skill, and the stanley cup champions i think that's where that shines so i i think it's going to be a tough pass for anybody to beat the blues in four of seven and i think from what we saw in the three round robins, it will get better the more the series goes along
1: they're going to be missing though sammy blay and also ivan Barbashev. how big of a loss are those two guys
4: they're huge dan um First, let's start with Ivan Barbashev. So we all know that, that Ivan is back in St. Louis waiting the birth of his first child. Um, still no update on that. Craig Ruby said yesterday after, uh, after their optional skate that he was hoping to hear something, haven't heard anything yet. And look, at the end of the day, they're not going to rush this guy. I mean, um, he's going to be there for the birth of his child. He's probably going to be there for a couple of days once the baby is born. And then he has to get back to Edmonton, and he's got to stay in there for four consecutive days, four consecutive negative tests before he can even jump back on the ice. So, honestly, I think you're looking at not having Barbashev at least the first four games, if not this entire first series. And that's a big loss because this is seven hits a game from Ivan Barbashev. This is one of your best penalty killers, one of your most athletic, energetic guys. And really, Dan, you lost an identity on a fourth line without Ivan Barbashev because you have to find somebody who can step in and play with Steen and Sunquist, But Tetrin hasn't really been able to take that uh, role. Troy Brower has looked good, but I don't know if he's going to give you what Ivan Barbashev gives you. So to me, Ivan is the one that's going to be a big loss. Now, Sammy Blaze, the other one, we don't really know. Sammy's supposed to skate today and see how he feels. He didn't skate yesterday, but Baruvi did say that you know there, it, you know that he could miss a little time. Um, and with Sammy, you're you're missing a spark plug. You're missing a guy who goes around there and uses his physicality. And I think in this series alone, Dan, Sammy Blay was going to be that guy that could stand up for guys if, if things are getting a little extracurricular after whistles. They got a couple of guys on Vancouver that aren't afraid to get in the middle of scrums like we saw against the Minnesota Wild. So they're going to have to have somebody else step up on that wing wherever Sammy Blay was going to play, uh, utilizing his body, physicality, but also trying to create some offense. So those are two losses that the Blues are going to miss, but it also is something that challenges the depth for this team. And I think they have what it takes to fill that
1: we have seen that the Blues have just been a little bit off, you know, just a little bit slow, stepping into plays, that kind of thing, just just slow, not, not quite to their game yet. Um, is that of concern when you look at the speed of the Canucks going into this series?
4: I think so. Um, you know, I mentioned it that in, in terms of the matchup, I think the Blues have the advantage against a team that's speed and fast, but. If you watch the way Vancouver plays, Dan, they're a team that can beat you off of an edge. And, you know, Jamie Rivers and I have talked a lot about it on pregame shows of how the Blues defensively are off by like a tenth of a second or two-tenths of a second. But unfortunately, when you play a team that is fast and utilizes their speed, it, it, it can beat you. That That tenth of a second can beat you to the point where they're finding the puck in the back of net, And I think that's going to be a challenge for Craig Berube, defensively standing this team up in the neutral zone. If you go back to last year, and I know we don't like looking back because last year was a different team, so you could even do this regular season when things were going well, Dan. The Blues defensively, and I'm not just talking the defensemen, I'm talking the five-man unit defensively, they would stand the opponent up at the neutral zone and not allow them in the offensive zone the uh, opposition would have to dump the puck and get in, bang some bodies around, and try and get some offense created from there. Well, as we just mentioned, the Blues are one of the toughest teams and the phys- most physical teams in the playoffs. That's not an easy task. So Vancouver's going to have to be creative, but I will say this. They have guys who can make you pay. They have the right mix of speed and agility along with intensity. Guys like P.J. Miller, Bo Horvat. Um, Brock Besser these guys are big bodied guys who also have speed so in terms of the Blues they're going to have to be ready to deal with that they're going to have to be on top of their game and they're going to have to be just as fast to try and stay up and not take dumb penalties in Vancouver
1: We have seen that uh, one of the neutralizing factors, though, of the Blues is great goaltending. And they had great goaltending in these games up in Edmonton thus far. Jake Allen the other day. We know about Jordan Bennington. Uh, Those guys, though, do seem to be sharp going into this series with Vancouver.
4: Yeah, they really do, Dan. And I I think if anything is going to satisfy fans going into this first round, it's that the goaltending is at its peak right now. I mean, even Jordan Bennington, who gave up six goals against Vegas was still the best player on the ice in my eyes against the golden Knights because he was making saves that should not be made. And at the end of the day, that's all you ask from your goal center. You ask him to bail you out of situations that you make mistakes on. And Binnington did that. Now, uh, let me put the caveat in here that these guys cannot al- rely on Bennington an entire game and allow him, see 38 shots on goal 71 shot attempts that has to be cleaned up but Bennington right now is in prime form but on top of it Dan having Jake Allen play the way that he played against Dallas is a major luxury this means you're not relying on Jordan Bennington the entire series so you have a back-to-back against Vancouver in this first round on Sunday Monday I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jake Allen in one of those games one you can rest Bennington because you're going to need him if you want to win the Stanley cup. But two, you have Jake Allen who could jump in there and give you the advantage to, um, to, to steal a hockey game. But on top of it, you also can showcase a guy that I don't know if he's going to be here in St. Louis next year, because the blues have some salary cap issues to make sure that they handle. So Jake Allen has his moment to shine for the blues. And I think he's going to take advantage of that. And then on the flip side, Dan, Vancouver's got two goaltenders that make things really rough for St. Louis. Uh, Jacob Markstrom's their starter. He beat the blues twice last year. And then Thatcher Demko was the other goaltender that played St. Louis and both guys played the team outstanding. Two of the three went into overtime or a shootout. So this will be a goaltending series with both sides having superb netminders.
1: Alex Ferrario will have the call on the pre and the post-game show and the intermissions tomorrow, and it's the first round of the Stanley Cup Finals in Edmonton as the Blues take on Vancouver, and that's where we are in sports in 2020. Um, I know you, I know you follow uh, the NHL as a whole and we were wondering how the ice would hold up and how the bubbles would hold up. They've had zero positive tests, so everything's been going wonderfully well in that regard. How about just the ice and the way that this has gone and how uh, smooth this has gone, this tournament, if you will, and the officiating and now the matchups? What what have you thought of this as just a whole, even outside the Blues in the Vancouver in this matchup?
4: Well, first, in you got to applaud what Gary Beffin did with this with this NHL bubble set up both in Edmonton and Toronto. And really you got to look at Donald fear as well. I mean, everyone knows that name from MLB and the the negotiations that have taken place, but uh, for the NHL to get this set up and it run as smoothly as possible really goes to show you how strong the leadership is with the NHL and how important it was to get this off the ground because they knew that the NHL was in a really good position in terms of viewership and growing the uh, the love of the sport. And then, of course, you got Seattle coming into the the, uh, the league soon. So they wanted to make sure that they got this done right, and they did that. I mean, to have the games and have the um, attention all on the NHL with those qualifying rounds and round robin, and they had some great games. I mean, that was incredible. The ice and the setup, the bubble life has been great from what I'm understanding. The problem is for these players, I think they're still trying to get used to to being locked in a bubble. I mean, Joe Vitale talked about this on the broadcast the other day. As a hockey player, you're used to about seven days on the road. Once you hit that seven day mark, you're kind of done. Like you want to be home. Nine days, and you know this, Dan. You've been on the road with teams before. Once you hit seven to nine, you're done. These guys are already in week three right now. So I'm imagining it's a little, it's a little, um, you're, you're, it's a little stale right now in Edmonton and Toronto. But look. The teams that want to win the Stanley Cup, those are the ones that will find a way to get over it and make things entertaining for themselves. Um, The ice-wise, it it wasn't great. The players talked a lot about that in the qualifying round of the round robin because you were having so many games. You were playing four games a day on that ice. I'm curious of what that ice is going to look like now, though, Dan, because you're only going to have two teams a day playing on it. You got two in the West, two in the East, and then they stagger them every other day. So I, I bet you the ice will be in a little bit better condition because they have the opportunity to maintain it a little bit better than what they did before. And then you asked about the penalty, Dan, and I know this is a long-winded answer, but the officiating to me has been awful. Um, now, it, it, there have been calls that justifiably should be called. I'm just going off of the St. Louis game, but there also are a lot of picky, tacky calls, like the flashings. The hookings, the roughings. These are the kind of calls that you don't expect to see in a penalty. I don't know what the final number was, Dan, but the first three days of the NHL return to play, so the qualifying round and round robin, the first three days had a total of 10 games. There were 82 penalties called. So that kind of gives you an idea of how the officiating has been. I think in terms of, in the NHL, they need to remind these guys that it's the playoffs and they need to swallow the whistles and not make it about themselves. But in terms of the Blues, they're going to have to be smart about the way they play because if the officiating is going to call penalties like that, the Blues will find themselves on the penalty kill a lot, and that won't be good because Vancouver is a very, very, very strong power play.
1: Great stuff, Alex, as always. Look forward to seeing you at the station here in a little bit, and uh, look forward to your call tomorrow night.
4: Yeah, Dan, thank you. I'm excited to get playoffs going. I'm excited to talk about playoffs with you throughout this series.
1: That's Alex Ferrario on 101 ESPN.
0: More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN.
2: Yeah, I can tell you on the record, not one of these anonymous sources that people want to put on Twitter and Put all you know, all these fake rumors out there, and cause the media to get into a tizzy, and it's just not good for public health. Uh, I can tell you on the record, the SEC is steadfast in their plan. Uh, Commissioner Sankey has been uh, steadfast in his approach to this. Uh, he's not been flippant. He is his has been methodical. The athletic directors and presidents have all marched with uh, his message, and our coaching staff and We are planning on playing September 26th. Um, we backed up the season in order to allow us to have more time to see how this thing is going to go. There are several universities that have started school back already, and so we're anticipating there might be a little bump, and we want to be able to navigate that. But, uh, you know, that's the plan right now, and, and I don't foresee that changing until there's more information out there. Um, and we're not really worried about what everybody else is thinking.
1: Eli Drinkwitz, Mizzou head football coach. That was this morning, a couple hours ago, on Carriker and Smallman. Their visit with the football coach at the University of Missouri. So they're moving forward as if they're going to play football. Big Ten presidents expected to meet this morning. Matter of fact, they probably uh, just started meeting uh, about 15 minutes ago considering pushing back the start of football season to September twenty-six. Jim Harbaugh is saying that they want to play at michigan um they're talking about also maybe postponing it until the spring the big 10 is pac-12 leaders meet today to vote on how to proceed with their season so nothing's set in stone but you're going to find out who's running these schools presidents or the head football coaches hey danny mack from the 314 2020 has been one of the weirdest years ever you think uh, first COVID, and now Gary Bettman has been one of the best commissioners. Great point. I give him, though, a lot of credit in our visit with um, Alex Ferrario. And again, uh, Blues Hockey tomorrow at 9.30. Blues and Vancouver game, one of their best to seven. They got a deal done. Donald Fear who was a guy that, uh, he walked into a room when he was the head of the, the players association in baseball tough negotiator. And now the head of the players association with the NHL and Gary Bettman, who saw a lost season in the NHL. And during a pandemic, they got a deal done and that's incredible. And now they've gotten a, a situation with the bubble. They're having no positive tests. And I talked to some people behind the scenes in the NHL, um, that felt it was going to be very tough to pull this off and look at what they're doing. They're pulling this thing off. And right now without a hitch and it's being done. And now you have to look at what major league baseball is going to do. I mean, every day you wake up and you're just going, man, especially if you're a Cardinal fan, you're saying, please no positive tests. And they're trying to do both about and major league baseball. And I said this, I guess it was about what Scott, a week ago. I think you may remember. I said, if you're major league baseball and you, Fingers crossed, knock on wood. You get to postseason, what I say? You said get a bubble. Got to have a bubble to. For bo- postseason play, you got 16 teams. Right now, they have to be looking at a bubble. What happened yesterday? Report, Major League Baseball, looking at a bubble. You have to do it. There's so much money on the line for that final month of the Major League season, the postseason, that they have to look at a bubble. And if they can't do it with the 16 teams, when they start eliminating some of those teams... When you get into the NLCS, the ALCS, look at a bubble. It's got to be done. So, yeah, it has been a weird, weird season to have the NHL going forward, Major League Baseball struggling, and the NBA, they're going to finish too. But, yes, to see Gary Bettman kind of be leading the charge, that is odd. Danny Mack, how about the rotation one through five? I don't see a one through five. I see a one through eight or nine and piggybacking because one through five i think you throw it out the window is brad thompson uh, talked about yesterday you're gonna get maybe two innings out of a guy and then another inning out of somebody else and then two innings out of somebody else and an inning here there whatever just to get through games at least initially uh danny mack loved the show what about dylan carlson i know this is the most commonly asked question and i get it and it's got to be on the table gotta be austin dean is out COVID 19 lane thomas out COVID 19 so health wise with your outfielders you have o'neill you've got bader and you got dexter fowler and now maybe you're looking harder at dylan carlson so i do think that's on the table especially if they play this weekend we'll see appreciate the text messages cross it over ribs and bk coming up next
0: more of what you want to hear scoops with danny mack in podcast form on 101 espn
1: all right we have ribs bk they're coming up next this is the crossover we have playoff hockey coming up tomorrow and uh ribs has come in with a dodgers uh shirt and then i kind of wondered why and then he flipped it uh, on the other side and it's got the kelly name on
5: the back and number 17 joe kelly that's right he's your favorite he's my favorite baseball player that's not a cardinal and Former i knew I'd cardinal. Get well he was a Cardinal. Right? yeah i knew i'd get the raised eyebrow around here waltzing in with the dodgers shirt on yeah but then as soon as people see the back they're like Ah, uh, i get yeah. it i get it yeah i love that guy man
1: and you you did a little digging did a little research yeah. um you know the the incident with the Astros a week ago that
5: that's not the first uh, that's not his first rodeo. No, I saw like with the Boston Red Sox, he had T-shirts out there yeah. called Joe Kelly's Fight Club, and I'm like, <laughs> right. I want the whole set.
1: Right? <laughs> He's a beauty, man.
5: He seems like a beauty. He I love the
1: guy. He's hilarious when he was with the Cardinals. That was a lot of uh, a lot of fun with Joe Kelly. You, you'd like him. He's got a little old school in him. Um, we got Blues hockey tomorrow,
5: yeah. so here we go. Here we go. What do you think? Well, look, the the Blues didn't help themselves with this round robin as far as having momentum going into this playoff round, but they do have experience on their side. Um, They are the defending Stanley Cup champions until proven otherwise, and I think that that will play a big part in this series. The Vancouver Canucks are a young team. They've got speed, but they don't have a whole lot of experience with this Stanley Cup playoff thing. So I think the Blues... um, this is a good gut check for them. I think their goaltending has been extremely uh, good for them so far. Take your pick, Bennington or Jake Allen. It's time for the big boys now to step up. It's time to see a little bit more out of these guys. I was thinking about this earlier.
1: Uh, Alex brought up a, g- a great point. I don't know if you were listening to our conversation. I was. Um, and he did. He, he brought up a point I was thinking about. I, I've been on a ton of road trips. You have too. You get to seven or nine days, ten days. You kind of go, okay, it's time to go home. Right now, this is different. Now we're in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and guys are like, okay, this is not November, December, January, February. It's you know, this is the Stanley Cup playoffs. I can handle this, but. Guys do get a little edgy. Yep. Uh, what do you think it's like? Are, are they getting a little edgy right now? And, you know, they're, they're craw- kind of crawling up the walls here. What, what do you think it's like being in that bubble right now?
5: Well, for the St. Louis Blues, I think they're just happy to have the playoffs start. Yeah, I think that I they were edgier from the start of this process. And the reason I say that is, although I hate say it, saying it and it makes my skin kind of bubble over, but those games didn't mean a lot for them so to be there and spend that amount of time can be difficult mentally Uh, But now I feel like even in my head, like I got up this morning, I'm like, it's go time. I'm like, I'm not even a player. I'm like, I'm just some psycho that's going to do radio and it's go time for me. Right. So I can just imagine how those guys feel that they're finally going to play some meaningful games. Yes. And I think you'll see a spike in their performance, at least in their intensity and their compete level. And being in that bubble will get easier as time goes on. And I say it for the only reason that that means you're getting closer to winning a Stanley Cup. Sure. Makes sense. What do you have coming up on the show? We got a whole lot of great things. You know, BK does an incredible job of setting us up. The one thing I'm really looking forward to getting into is we have Corey Hirsch coming on. He's a Canucks analyst with the Vancouver Canucks, and he's going to be able to offer a lot of great insight on their team. Former St. Louis Blues goalie coach during Ken Hitchcock era. And just an all-around great guy, Dan, so I look forward to talking to him. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Rips BK next on 101
1: ESPN.
0: That was The Crossover. Brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's newest store. Number 41 in Eureka is now open. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN.